do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. It's like 80 degrees outside. I know. It's, it's always Christmas in my heart, though. Fanny Claus. Well, actually, there's a cool breeze coming in the window right now, and I'm thinking, hmm. Maybe this means it's going to rain. Oh, that would be Holy nice. moly, I'd love that. I tell you, we got about 20 minutes of rain uh, yesterday. That was it. And yeah. within about 20 minutes of the rain, you couldn't tell that it had rained. It had already evaporated off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was already hotter than the devil's armpit. Yes. We used to say hindquarters. I'm wore out with it. It makes me so tired. Yeah, I know it. That's a that's a good saying. I'm worn out. I'm wore. I'm plum wore out. Well, I've heard plum and tuckered. You have to be plum if you get tuckered. Oh, plum tuckered out. Yeah, plum tuckered out. Definitely. <laughs> so, all right. In the video, I'm looking at you, and you've got a plant behind your head. And the way <laughs> the- I'm gonna tell you the story of that plant. It is a, it is a angel wing begonia. Okay. And, and God, thirty years ago or more, probably more than I, now I think of it, maybe thirty-five years ago, um, we were helping our friend Stephen Robbie move house, okay. and they had one of these, and one of the. One of the big old leaves, because the leaves are big, one of the big old leaves broke off, and I folded it in half and tucked it in my front pocket. And when I got home, I put it in some water and it rooted. And this is that plant. And I cut it back periodically and root all that and give it (laughs) away to somebody. So right now, it's in a place where it's ready to be cut back again. I did some cutting, but it's ready to be cut back almost down to the bottom of the pot. And it needs to be repotted because I'm sure it is as root bound as my grandma after eating too much. Well, I don't know what makes you const- what makes you constipated. Milk of magnesia, or no, that no. takes care of constipation. Oh, does it? Okay. Well, what do you? I'm eat happy to say I don't know this. I don't um, even know. Yeah, I don't know either. Lordy, oh, anyway, uh, I'm trying to come up with some you know cute country saying, but I don't know. Anyway, You're not I'm in a cute called. country saying mood. You're in a <laughs> country stomp your ass mood. <laughs> I am I am in a stomp your ass mood. Yeah. I'm trying to be, you know, chilling out. I'm having me a little glass of uh, cheap wine. There you go. Well, can you see your picture or can you see your image? Yeah. The, those two branches. My devil on the Watch, they look like this. That's right. They look like horns. Let me get a picture of that. Wait, 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 wait. Stay just like Hang that. Hang on. Ready? Yep. Got it. <laughs> yeah, those they they <laughs> the way you had turned your head 
it, they look like horns coming they're, out, like little pointy devil horns. No, no, they weren't devil horns. There's some ant kingdom animal horn. You look like a <laughs> wild animal, except <laughs> with yeah, horns. okay, all right, like a a bison. <laughs> oh my golly! Uh, well, see, I mean, you look wicked cool. That would be that would be a a, a neat look. Well, maybe I'll get myself some horns to wear to the next festival. Well, you know, you might as well because you might as well. Why not? Well, you know, when I was at uh, Wisteria for Appalachian Summer Solstice last week, was that just last week? Yes, it was. Um, I In the morning I was leaving, I went by the little uh, pavilion to get a cup of coffee for the road. And this woman who I know came in and she was talking about how much she didn't like roses. Did I tell this story last week about the roses? Not to my knowledge. Good. Well, I thought it happened after we talked. So she said she didn't like the smell of roses because every time her ex did something bad, he would bring her roses. No. So it, she came to think of it, rose, the smell of roses as the smell of betrayal. Hmm. I just looked at her and I said, you know what? And, and that he keeps showing up again and again in her life. He just keeps reappearing. I said, you need to take a stick to that damn man. And she went, what? <laughs> I said, just get a big stick. Just take a stick to him. And then, and then if he says anything, you can either say, yeah, you got beat. You got the tar beat out of you by a woman. Or I didn't do a thing. Prove it. You got any witnesses? You got any witnesses that are going to say I did that? Huh, you got, did you take some video of that? Because I'm sure I did not do that. But you never know nowadays when you're going to be on camera. I know, it's true, but there was only four of us in the whole place. There wasn't, and there wasn't cameras. Anyway, the woman, my buddy that was giving me my coffee, she said, you have just been fomenting violence all week. And I said, have I? And she said, yes, you have. I was like, well, you know, that's what being a redneck is all about. (laughs) think violence is a perfectly good way to solve a problem uh you know i have such a different connotation of redneck because i i guess i is one you know <laughs> yes i think you is. i guess i is one sure. but i always think of rednecks as friendly unsophisticated and smart in their subjects yes and cunning very cunning Cunning, of course yeah, yeah. but but there is an element there's a place that you come to in the redneck road where that person turns into something very efficient and mean. I've seen, I've seen mean rednecks, you know, Oh, I think, I think people outside of the area think of rednecks as ignorant people. And I do not, I don't even like that word. Well, no, and I, I'm part of the red. I proudly say I'm part of redneck culture. But right. I think now that you're saying like that, I think, I think being a redneck is part of the spectrum that goes <laughs> all the way from over there to you know just kind of down here. So it's the spectrum of being a redneck. <laughs> oh my That's golly! Probably. Well, you know, I bet you could find a personality test that would. Uh... <laughs> that you could add a module onto it <laughs> and just do a little, just a little custom code. Oh my gosh. You know, we should totally do that for the weirdlings. 
Yeah, we have. If you don't know about it, we've got a group. It's like our little our little fan club, bless their hearts, called the They're Weirdlings, awesome. which you can join. There's nothing to it. You're happy to join the Weirdlings, and uh, and boy, we should do. We should do that. We should figure out uh, test your redneckness, one to ten, or whatever that thing is. Well, now it's a, the question is, will Facebook allow it? Because we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can figure I mean, it as out long as, as long as it wasn't ugly you know they wouldn't care yeah. i don't think well i mean would they allow that kind of code because oh now that yeah. you know they may not allow that kind of thing but what we could do is a whole bunch of money what we could do though is is uh do something off-site and let me think about that that's an interesting yeah thought. we sure could I, you know, those <laughs> personality assessment quizzes. Yeah. Have I ever talked to you about uh, Dick Francis? He's no, a good, I don't think so. He was, he was a great friend of mine. And he, he was buying a vacation home up around here. And he stayed at my hotel. He'd come in and they, he and his wife and his uh, mother-in-law would come and stay for a month at a time at the hotel. Okay. And just the nicest, most gregarious fella ever right oh. somehow he talked me into helping him with computer stuff because he he had a, this program that he was developing called a disc program and it yeah. was a personality assessment quiz yeah. and, and it was the most deadly accurate thing it really was it's a he and he he knew it he could the same way that you are with tarot cards, I liken him to that disc program. He could take a look and he could say, this person would make an excellent desk clerk. Oh, and then he could huh. show you why, because they are multitask and they can die, blah, 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 blah. And he would say, this person would make an excellent housekeeper, but probably you'd never want to have them handle money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, so it was really super accurate. It was super accurate. Um, and anyway, I don't know how we got to talking about him. We're talking about creating a, a personality assessment quiz for the weirdlings. Yes, we are. And what would it measure? Would it measure, would well, it get to, would it say you're a weirdling or you're like June Cleaver on the other end of the spectrum? No, it's a redneck thing. To see how oh, it's redneck, a redneck you are. Quiz. Oh, well, now that's like one is somebody who lives near rednecks and, you know, goes goes when they're grilling, goes over to their house and has a PBR <laughs> all the way up to 10 when you're driving some clapped out Ford truck <laughs> and you got and you got a hound dog and you don't listen to nothing but country music before 1985 and, you know, all that stuff. I know that person. I so, tell you, I may I, I resemble that remark. Yeah, I resemble I may, that remark. Uh, I may just play around with that a little bit. That'd be fun. That's a great idea. So did one you to ten on a on a ratio of one to ten? How where are you on the spectrum, redneck wise? Well, I'm probably about an eight because I do not have a clapped out truck. And uh I don't I mean I have bad teeth, so that might be one of them. <laughs> oh my God. Um <laughs> but I don't have a clapped out truck and I might have a little bit too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I am. Well, you got to have something. So something. I won't know. I won't know till I write it out. And then I take right. the test. 
<laughs> Shit. Well, it could be very popular bar game around here. <laughs> a drinking game. How much a drinking game, game. <laughs> yes. So, say, speaking of stuff like that, uh, yeah. can you see my phone on the camera? Sort of. It's got a glare on it. Okay. It's got a, it's, it's a photograph of a sign, and it's one of those business park signs. It's got like 10 business names on it. Uh-huh. Okay. The one at the top is, and this is, I took the picture. It's on Airport Road. It says Appalachian Beer Spa and Massage Lounge. What? Did you yeah. say beer, beer spa? Appalachian Beer Spa and Massage Lounge. And Man, I thought, well, damn, that'd be. Get a massage. I'm going. Beer spa. I'm it up right now. Okay. It's right there uh, over where Acropolis is on Airport Road. Oh my God, that just sounds like the best. Does it? <laughs> so that instantly is you one. Unless it's a kind of massage where some beautiful little woman does it and then you get a happy ending. I don't want that kind of massage. <laughs> and a $250 charge on your credit card that you didn't Yeah, I don't, I don't want yeah. that kind of massage. Thanks. Well, <laughs> Appalachian Beer Spa and Massage Lounge. Well, I just, it's, it's, uh, it's not on Facebook. It's not okay. No, I am not not listed like that. So if I'm just going Facebook, straight to my really good friend, it. Mrs. Google. Mrs. Google. That's the thing. The idea of a beer spa makes me so happy. <laughs> okay. Well, now here's one on Airport Road. This is it: Appalachian Vino Spa and Massage Lounge. Huh. It's well, they went four from four stars too. Four stars. Five packages. Shut up. Phone. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Crows, crows. I've been listening to this phone ring all day. A lot. Every seven minutes, the damn phone rings, and ain't nobody on it doing nothing. Let's see. It says here. It's got like. A few reviews, not a lot, to says Tamara is phenomenal. It was so easy to schedule a massage for my husband on our honeymoon at our rental cabin. Oh, they'll come to you, huh? He said it was the best massage of his life and felt like a new person afterwards. I don't know about the relaxation yeah. or massage lounge. I don't know, man. If they're if they're gonna visit you at your house. I mean, and it, yeah, I don't know. I would oh, and they got, they got them those uh, re reflexology foot soaks. And I got to tell you the story of my foot soak. So my okay. friend Charlene, she is a North Carolina girl that now lives up in Ohio. So okay. we do, you know, the whole, yay, we're North Carolinians together, crap. Mm -hmm. And um, I went down to visit her. You know, they just, it, it was a tough couple of days, Friday and Saturday of last week. Yeah. I went down to visit her because she makes this beautiful drink that's got fresh fruit in the bottom and fizzy water and stuff. And she said, come on down and I will make you one of those. So I went down to her camp and she showed up with, it, it was about the size of a mop bucket, bright pink with that kind of metal mop bucket handle on it. Mm -hmm. And you look down inside and it was all those little ridges like a like a foot massage thing has. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. she had put something like Epsom salts or something in the water. And then she, she put some, she handed me some fresh mint. And I pulled that off the stem and put it in the water. I put Ooh. my feet in there and I thought I had died and gone to heaven. Nice. nice. It was so wonderful. And mm. she was so sweet to think of doing that for me. And I that just sat nice. there with my big old feet in that water. <laughs> oh, man. And I didn't even want to take, take my feet out till supper nice. time. Nice. Well, they have this thing when I, when I have a hand surgery. And I'm doing physical therapy for my hands. Yeah. And I put it, it's got all of these like wheat husks. Ooh. And you put your hand down in it and it just blows them all over you like this. Ooh. Oh, no, excuse me. It's warm sand now. Used to be wheat husk. Now it's warm sand. Does that Man. like exfoliate you too? It does. And it feels wonderful. It feels wow, wonderful. Delightful. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I could do with that right now. My hands are not the most beautiful, but it's okay. <laughs> I used to go have manicures and get those fake nails. No, did you really? I did. I can't believe I said, I'm telling you that secret. I did. And I loved it. That's the other thing. I loved that. I love going and getting a manicure and, and just sitting there and then put my hand under that toxic light <laughs> so, <laughs> to, to harden that gel. Then I'd come out and it's like, oh, look at me and my French, French tip nails. That's what I would always get. I was a child. I was a businesswoman in the 90s now. Oh, yeah, nails, French yeah, tip yeah. nails. Heavy duty. <laughs> Power suit with, with pads on the shoulders. <laughs> that sounds so not you. Well, Phil, I was really into it. I enjoyed working in the business world when I did. I didn't have any desire to leave it. But the problem is I had to shut off a certain light switch in myself in order to get anything done. Because I can't be a creative, artistic artist and still be a driven, high-performing manager. No. Those two. And I mean, some people may be able to, but I've never been able to. And so I worked all those years at the hotel, and not one single person there would have believed it if I told them I was a musician. No, because you were a manager. Right. I was the manager. And so, you know, there's a part of you that dies if you do that for too long. Yeah. And, that's true. Yeah. And I, I, I had gotten to the place that I didn't really have anything to prove in that career or the career that came after it. And I just was okay. And I was able and I, lucky is what it makes me is blessed um, to be able to go back to doing creative things. Cause you know, goddess knows I'm not going to get rich in Asheville, North Carolina as a musician. Because you can't no, swing a massage therapist without hitting a musician around here. I don't know who gets rich in Asheville, North Carolina. People from out of town who moved here? <laughs> well, but they were already rich. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you really don't hear of a lot of natives 
that are, you know, still here. Yeah. Unless they're in real estate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know some of them. I do. I went to school with um, Neil Hanks. Yeah. And um, I did business with Hunter Guzman or uh, his brother, Greg Guzman, who is the real estate attorney. And they were both decent people in high school and in business, too. I'm happy to say. I don't think I don't think either. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody restaurant owners ever get rich. Any of them? Uh, well, I don't think anybody that works in the restaurant ever gets rich, but maybe the owners do. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it was on my mind because I read that article that came out last week and I'm sure some tourism professional wrote it. The one that declared Asheville, North Carolina, as the number one foodie destination in the country. You know, I, I bet you what, that guy got paid by the <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. Maybe. They've got a lot of money this year. They do. I'm just, I'm weary, weary, weary of so many things. One of them is not being able to get a decent meal in this town that I don't have to take out a second mortgage on my house. Yeah, I know. I know. It's really changed uh, around here, the prices for everything. Did yeah. you have? Did you ever eat at that one in that place where you'd go get biscuits and coffee in Biltmore? Forget the name of it. Over by the depot. You mean the Hot Shot? Yes, thank you, Hot Shot Cafe. Oh yeah, a million times. Did you? I like that place, and I, I liked Jose's. Do you remember Jose's on Haywood Road? It was Jose and Dolores. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. I remember, but and honestly, we do have good food around here. But so does Greenville. So does Atlanta. So does you know New York. I'm not so sure that. I, I guess it's better than our only claim to fame in the modern world is we're beer beer city. <laughs> so at least now we're beer and food city. <laughs> who, did, who did I say to? Uh... I don't know, I was saying something about and then drink a really cold PBR. And I said, but I'm not drinking a PBR because I'm from Beer City, USA, and I got choices. That's right. And boy, you do have some choices, don't you? We do. And there, I mean, there's some breweries I don't support. Obviously, you know how I am. Yeah. Stubborn and won't won't support them. But some of them are just really good. Uh, French Broad, I'm really fond of. Um yeah, I've, I'm fond of several of the small and smaller breweries. Um, I love the folks. Oh, gosh, I'm not going to be able to call the name. I'm going to feel bad. No, uh, at uh, Whistle Hop. Do you know mm -hmm. Whistle Hop? And it's it's made out of uh, train cars. It's down That's, in Arden. I think it's down your way. Well, I don't get out much, you know. <laughs> and it's uh, it's owned by some people that I know. And. I've been down there exactly once and had uh, some kind of really light beer that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. But I need to go down there. We need to go hang out down there sometime. Let's do that. Well, have you ever been to any of the cider places around here? I have. I've been uh, up to uh, Urban Orchard. Yeah. And what's one on Haywood Road? Pardon? Uh, yeah, on, well, on 
don't corner. know what that is. Clingman Haywood, whatever yeah. that is. Um, yeah, I haven't been to the one out uh, New Leicester Highway. Yeah, no, I haven't been. Up. But I understand that one's real nice, but I've not been out there. I like cider, okay? I used to make cider. Maybe I will again. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> Who knows if I'll ever have time to do anything again? I don't know. Uh, you make time for things you decide to. So if you hear uh, something in the background going, keep, keep. Is it our little man? Yeah, it's it's the mama, or maybe it's the baby birds. I don't know. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was uh, cat dog. Oh no, no, no! I'm at your place. Oh, that's right. You ain't got cat. <laughs> I'm on weird. You're at the farm. Yeah, but and I will say though that um, Freddie Mercury was at the top of the steps, and he I took lives a, there now. I think he must. Every time I'm around here, he's out on the porch. He he actually startled me because I thought he was one of the pots with the plants in it. <laughs> you know, I was busy. I was in a hurry. I had my laptop. I was like, okay, I've got to hurry up and get over here. And, and all of a sudden, one of the, the planter moved. And I looked and had eyes, and it was him. And he was he woke up, and he immediately looked at me and rolled over on his back and stretched. For a, you know, oh, a, what a good boy! Yeah, what a life! And he's just right, right, right around ten feet away from his bathroom, <laughs> you know, and twenty feet away from his food source. Uh huh. He's sleeping on his porch. Oh, he, he is some outside boy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been a good neighbor cat, except for this Easter slaughter, but. What can you say? It was a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, um, are you going to do something speaking of holidays? You're going to do something for the 4th of July? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to not go anywhere. I'm not. I just don't. I, I don't feel like it for one thing. Oh, listen to this. Is that a siren? It is a fire truck. Ooh. Every time I hear that, I always think of that Elton John song, um, Danny Bailey. Do you remember that song? I think it was no, on by Yellow Brick Road. It's, uh, some punk with a shotgun kills young Danny Bailey in cold blood in the lobby of a downtown motel. Killed him in anger, a voice he could not handle. Help for the trigger that cut short his life. And he's, you know, it goes on, and there's some uh, sirens in it at one point. I don't know why. Wow. There's a, that was, I think that's the pinnacle of Elton's albums. I think the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was such a good album. I tell you what, I'm, I'm missing music. Yeah, me too. I've been thinking about our project again. And I mean, seriously thinking about it. I know you're busy, see? And so I'm willing, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about getting it going. Because it, they take time. It takes time. And by the time. Yeah, and I think the first thing we need to do is to get together and sing through some songs. Yeah. It's been a long time since we have sung anything through. That was, it would be over at Craig's, I guess. Remember that? Yeah, I do. It was wonderful. That was like four years ago, though. So yeah, it time, was time. at least four years ago. 
Yeah, I can't believe how time is just all of a sudden. It's like, wow, I've actually known you five or six years now. Surely we've known each other longer than that. Well, in this body, I've known you five or six years as far as I know. I'm sure <laughs> we had to have been around the same campfire or somewhere at the same party or something at some point. Had yeah, to. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It just feels weird, doesn't it? We've been yeah. we've been doing this a long, long time, I think. Yeah. Well, there's we have a lot of the same kind of I think value system, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And and I kind of knew it when I the first time I ever came here, this cottage just what is that phrase? Gob smacked me. Have you ever yeah. heard that phrase? Oh yeah, Gob yeah. yeah. And yeah, because of, you know, it just took me back. And I think you recognize that, that, that it's, I'm really, I really am that, that redneck country girl. <laughs> I just appear sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think either one of us appears sophisticated to me. Oh, I hope not. I really hope not. Oh, me too. I just, <laughs> I just want to. You know, I just want to be reliably who I am. That's about the best I can do. It is. Well, that's pretty good, though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, and it's not always easy because sometimes it'd be easier to not be who I am. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It really does. So does that thing count down? It does in 10 minutes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. That's pretty cool. Well, so it's telling us that we need to go, but I'm not ready to go yet. But well, it, we can talk for eight and a half more minutes. So let's well, go. Tell me about let's Wisteria. Go. I know your tent went down. I know you reconnected with some friends. I know that you got to teach some of those classes that you like to teach. I did. Did, I were you, did you bring on a new class? Uh, no. I, I taught uh, about four classes that I have taught many times and that I teach well. And that was good. And I got to share some Appalachian stuff and some Tower Time stuff. And and then I did um I did a keynote address on the future of Appalachia. That was that was good. That was fun to do. Um yeah. That's cool. So it was it was very good. And I head out again, I don't know, sometime about in the middle of the month. I'm heading back to that same place to Wisteria, which is in Southern Ohio. And that's going to be for the Starwood Festival, which is, is a big deal festival. Oh, okay. And I'm going to be teaching, I think, three classes. And then I'm going to do an impromptu gathering for chant. I'm going to get together with one friend anyway. We're going to invite other people to join us if they want to. And uh, we're going to just do some chanting. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, I've got a bunch of friends that come to that festival, so it'll be nice to to catch up with some of those folks I haven't seen in a while. So that'll be good. And then I'll be um, I'll be home then for gosh, three or four, maybe a whole month. Wow. I've got to have a bunch of you know dental work done, which was not going to be any fun, but will will mean I can chew better. And then in September, I'm going to Scotland for 10 days. Wow. That'll hey. be great. That'll and be, then, yeah. And then October is chock full of nuts with a trip <laughs> up to Dayton, Ohio, and I don't know, somewhere else. 
and somewhere after that and some other place. I don't and know. You, you haven't even you haven't even snuck in there any book signing yet or stuff is gonna come up for you. I know it will. Mm-hmm. It no, always I've does. I got asked by a local bookstore out at the, you know, out at the where they have all those little shops. What is that thing called? A mall. Yeah, well, it used to be the Biltmore Square Mall, but now it's the, oh yeah, um, out, Asheville Outlets. Yes, there's there's a store at Asheville Outlets. Once they come and do a book signing, and so I guess I'll do that. And I need to, I'll have to start thinking not immediately about promoting this new book once we have a title and a cover, which will take a while. It won't be immediate. So yeah, busy. I'm a, I've got another book, two books I'm working on. And a play I'm working on, and I'm I gotta get my garden in some kind of shape. It's a mess, and I gotta do some laundry. You know, I gotta clean my nasty house. I went I went in the bathroom last night just to brush my teeth so I could go to bed, and I just looked at the toilet and I said, "No, I can't go to bed till I clean the toilet and the sink. It's nasty." Wow. <laughs> And it's because my husband has been here by himself for 10 days and he would pee in the nastiest toilet in the world. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's a I was just like, uh-uh, this, this ain't going to stand. So this at will midnight not do last you. night, I was cleaning the toilet, wiping the toilet. down the bathroom. Thinking I, I should be sleeping right now. Huh? That's what you were cleaning it, thinking no. I should be sleeping right now. Yeah, but I couldn't do it. I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep. With the, the dangling little bit of that book that I had to write today and a filthy toilet. I couldn't do it. See, I I still remember. It. I know it's been like a half a century. It has been a lifetime ago that we didn't have a toilet. So I still feel so privileged to be able to flush the toilet yeah. and have everything go away. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like I want to I want to protect it and make sure it's always clean and nice and and functional more importantly than anything is that it's functional the functionality so, is the whole yeah so i love i love me a flush toilet i'm not gonna lie to you i'm a i'm still terribly grateful to have one of those absolutely really are i was i was joking around one day when the, the current residents were here this has been last year or sometime in the past and you had just gotten that flower toilet uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes and and i was saying I, I think I told him, I said, no, no, that you do. You go, go in the backyard. There's a toilet right there. And, and, I was just, and they were, I got them good. They were like, uh, there ain't no curtain, you know, kind of thing. That's, there's that's because you in this toilet. There's a, no. And I was, oh, anyway, you should have seen them. I, I remember laughing my butt off. Bless their hearts. Yeah, they've never yeah. seen the toilet to put a, that you put you know pansies in i put in petunias <laughs> petunias petunias are the classic flower that's for right. outdoor toilet that's right. yeah <laughs> but it's funny because and because i spent 18 years in a house without a flushable toilet you know when i go to a, a festival and i have to use one of those porta potties is like oh, okay yeah and whatever yeah I, I always thought that people made a, a great big deal out of something like that. And it, it's because they weren't used to it, but it's just not, it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. It, it really oh, does. No. You know. <laughs> I think we've both been in places and situations where we've had to do without. And when you get used to having to do without, you just, 
suck it up and do what you can do. Exactly. Well, and I camp. I mean, that's all I can say. I camp. I know about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sel- Selby created one. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah. He, he creates the best stuff for camp and he does. It's just, it was speaking of rednecks. Um, <laughs> he went and got one of those five gallon buckets with a handle that yeah. costs a dollar ninety-eight at Lowe's or whatever. And you mix concrete in it. And he had an old toilet seat and he attached it somehow to that bucket. And he put a trash can, <laughs> a trash or a trash bag inside the bucket too. And so it. it was one of those biodegradable ones. So you could just take it out and then bury it at the end of the camping trip. And I've seen like, those oh. where they turn it sideways and they hang the toilet paper roll from the handle. Um, did he do that? I don't know if he did that. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't so. Yeah. <laughs> and then before it was over, there was, would be a, a shower curtain around one of them because he would bring two and this side of the camp was for me and that side of the camp was for the guys and, oh, you know, and there would be sweet. a little shower curtain around it. <laughs> it was like, well, okay, that's some luxury camping right there. It really is. That's well, I, you know, I like to spruce up my camp a little bit with some uh, solar lights and, mm-hmm. and pretty cloths and things like that. I got so mad at this same festival last year at Starwood because we, we all had to camp together in a pod and there were too many of us in our pod. Uh, yeah. And I couldn't keep anything clean because people would just come by and they'd leave their coffee cup or they'd leave their whatever. And the front table needs to be the place where we put our merchandise. So where the t-shirts go and the books and all that other stuff. And I could never get the <laughs> thing cleaned off because people were just pigs. Uh, if any of you are listening to it that was there last year, y'all were pigs and you made my life miserable. And I was pissed off the whole time. Not the whole time. The yes. whole time I had to deal with a camp. I wasn't pissed off when I was away from camp with my friends, but yeah. golly, because I'm not everybody's mama, you know, pick up after your own damn self. Well, I am nine times out of 10, I really am the only female there. Yeah. And it just it just has not been a problem. They cook and clean. We just divide the chores up and and we just leave each other alone and don't mess around and just Yeah, and well, just I guess we prob- we probably would have done that except we had to be in this enclosed area yeah. because of COVID. And it was just uh so I've already warned everybody this year, you people start pissing me off. I'm taking down my part of the camp, putting it in my car and driving my ass home. I got my, I'm on my own car. I can go wherever I want to go. I am free. I mean, I'm not, you know, a full citizen anymore because I don't have bodily autonomy. But I was going to say, how free that, are I'm pretty free. And of course, you and I are free because we are free. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. 
Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D Radio